Hello, and welcome to Poppy Approved Movies. My name is Poppy. And I'm Natalie. In our podcast, we'll review and critique my favorite PG-13 movies. Movies that I wasn't allowed to watch until I turned 13. Every other week, Natalie and I will watch a new PG-13 movie. And I'll see if Poppy's movies live up to the hate. Which, of course, they will. Today, we're going to be watching Star Trek. Before we begin, there will be spoilers. If you haven't seen the movie and don't want it to be spoiled, press pause and come back when you're finished. Now, Fafi, tell me the deets on this movie. Hey, Natalie, how are you doing? Why why are you interviewing me? This is scary. Can't even say hi to each other on the podcast? I said give me the deets and you went, hello. Here are the deets. (laughs) Star Trek came out in 2009 with a runtime of two hours and seven minutes. Dang, that's long. It's streaming on Netflix. Written by Robert Orsi, Alex Kurtzman, and Gene Roddenberry, and directed by J.J. Abrams. Main stars are Chris Pine, Zachary Quinto, and Simon Pegg. Fun facts This is the 11th Star Trek film. There is an odd numbered curse for Star Trek movies. The even number movies do much better than the odd ones. But since the 10th movie didn't do so well, and this one did, maybe the curse is gone. I have a spoiler. Uh oh, what's your spoiler? So, um, I didn't really take notes on the Bechdel test, so I was trying to look up if it passed or not, uh-huh. but then, like, there was a million different movies on the website, and I didn't understand, because I thought there was only one movie and, like, a TV series, but apparently there's a bunch of movies, and so, um, or we don't have a Bechdel test for this week. No, we'll have a Bechdel <laughs> test, you just don't have one, we'll look it up as we go through the podcast. Because I didn't know what Star Trek we were watching. Uh, 2009. I don't know. I don't like that. I don't know. All right. So, what do you think, Nat? I didn't like it. Why? Mm, it was boring, and they're ugly. <laughs> they're ugly. What do you mean by ugly? The um, ugly guy. It's ugly. He's ugly. Okay. The guy uh, with the weird ears. Oh, Spock. Yeah, he's scary. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> he makes me scared. Okay. So you didn't like it at all. Re-watching, and he's kind of annoying. When I had put it on here, I was like, I don't know if I really want to watch this again. And I think then I, I watched like Star it. Wars better. Oh. You, you, we might get a lot of hate emails <laughs> now. The Star Trek versus Star Wars fight. Oh, that's real. That's real. <laughs> is it actually? That's well, they're a, the same movie. I'm oh, calling no. it as I see it. Okay. Um, there was resistance in both movies. The email I'm calling is poppyapprovednatalie. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Poppyapprovedmovies at gmail.com. Let Natalie know. Fight me in the comments. <laughs> Fight you in the comments. My gosh, you are. Wow. You came You came in, <laughs> you came in fighting. What? I, what I was saying, for you interrupted me, was that I was like a little hesitant to watch it. And then I watched it and I loved it. It was so good. I love this movie. I thought it was great. I really enjoyed it. I was super happy to rewatch it. Hadn't seen it since 2009. And I loved it. So I was happy we saw it. Star Dude, which came out for... Well, Star Trek TV came out before Star Wars, right? Right. But in my mind, this I felt this was like a Star Wars ripoff. But I think that's just because of the order I watched them in. Well, this is a remake slash... But it just kind of feels like a worse Star Wars prequel no this is this is great i don't know i like star wars too so i'm not one of those who can't like both i do think they are extremely similar 
Because they're both in space. Like, there's nothing similar about it. Well, there's, like, this evil guy, and then there's a resistance, and then they're all in, like, one ship, and then they're all, like, wee. There's no resistance? Yes, they are. Like, well, who's the resistance? They're called the resistance in both movies. No, the resistance in Star Wars. What resistance is No, they talked about resistance in here. There was, like, something about the resistance. Well, hopefully, yeah, check your notes, because I think you're incorrect. I don't have any notes. What did you give it? Uh, two stars. <laughs> two stars. Your favorite rating to give every movie. No, that's not true. I gave the last um, I gave the one before the last one a 4.5. And probably, most definitely did not give the last one two stars. Well, what was the 4.5 one? Uh, kindergarten Cop. <laughs> <laughs> You're too funny. All right. Why don't we get into the recap? All right. The movie begins aboard a spaceship named the USS Kelvin. They approach an electrical storm and are quickly confronted by a Romulan spaceship named the Narada, helmed by a man named Nero. Nero attacks the Kelvin, and Captain Robu goes on to the Narada or broker a peace. He makes his lieutenant commander, George Kirk, acting captain. So all this stuff happened like way in the past, so we're like, you know, this is all like information for the rest of the movie. And the guy is one of the superheroes. Which one is it? Oh, yeah. Uh, the dad is Thor. That's right. Thor. We started watching it, and then I looked at it, and I was like, oh, my God, it's Captain America. And you're like, no. But yeah. it is a superhero. Chris Hemsworth. He, yeah, I think this is one of the movies he did before he started. I don't think Thor came before this movie. It came afterwards. And also, Zoe Saldana is in this. Yeah, Zoe Saldana is in it, as well as every other amazing franchise of all time. <laughs> She's made like a billion dollars. She's in... The Avatar franchise. She's in the Guardians of the Galaxy. She's in the Pirates of the Caribbean. She's in this one. I mean, like. I like pointed at the screen and I was like, is that Zoe Saldana? As if I didn't do like an entire project on her. You did? I did do a project on her in school and I did talk about how she was in Star Trek and I completely forgot about it. But I do remember being like, she is so cool in my project because like I talked about how she's in like every big thing. She's in Marvel. She's in Star Trek, and she's in Avatar. In Avatar, I think the first one. Oh, yeah, Pirates of the Caribbean. I think the first Avatar is like the highest grossing film in the box office. It is the highest grossing film in the highest grossing film. But grossing sounds better. Okay, from now on, because grossing sounds like gross is like gross. Gross is what the income. It's like gross. All right, so it's the highest. Yes, Avatar is the highest grossing film of all time. (laughs) All right, back to Star Trek, not Avatar, which we will do. We're going to do it. We did get a request for Avatar, so we'll watch that one, the first one. On the ship, Nero asks what year it is, and when he finds out the year, he kills the captain and attacks the Kelvin. The Kelvin evacuates many of the crew, including Kirk's wife, who's having a baby. Kirk stays back and sacrifices himself to give the evacuating shuttles a chance. Before he dies, he hears his son born, and they name him James. I don't, I'm a little bit confused by this part. Actually, I'm not really confused. But um, they're like, what should we name him? Like, and then they like go through a few names. And I'm like, did you not have this decided previously? No. Some people name their baby after they're born. Really? Yeah, some people do. Like they like stare at their baby and see what they are. Yeah, you're like, you look like a James. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. But people do do that. Uh, I, Sometimes I people don't even know the gender. They, they, it's a surprise. Well, they, but they probably have two names ready, right? Yeah. 
All right, a few years later in Iowa, we see a little boy, Jim, driving a sports car that he stole. He eventually drives it off a cliff when he's chased by police. On Vulcan, we meet a young boy named Spock, who's half Vulcan, half human. He is teased about his human mother, and he attacks his classmates. Vulcans are supposed to be logical and show no emotions. That's the guy you didn't like? Yeah, he's kind of creepy. He's like a genius. But I don't like him. (laughs) Time passes and we see both boys become men. Spock has decided to join Starfleet, an intergalactic organization made for peace, instead of the Vulcan Academy. Jim is still rowdy and gets into a bar fight with four Starfleet cadets after making a pass at Uhura, another cadet. Jim is being pummeled when Captain Pike walks in and stops the fight. Pike tells him that he knew and respected his father, and he challenges Jim to be better and join Starfleet. I think it's funny how this was like definitely not what I expected, because he's like, you're going to need more people, because I'm going to beat you up. And then I expected him to like go beat everyone up, but then he just got beat to a fold. Yeah, he was getting destroyed. Yeah. yeah, he was just, and he was taking it, just punching the face after punching the face. Yeah, he just, I don't know, maybe the guys were going to eventually stop punching him in the face and then he wins, I don't know. He got a couple of licks in, but there were four of them. There were four of them. So Jim listens to Captain Pike and joins Starfleet and makes quick friends with Dr. Leonard McCoy, Bones. Three years pass and Jim has excelled. Before he's placed, he needs to take a test called the Kobayashi Maru, an impossible test created by Spock. It is to make officers realize and feel fear. Jim passes the impossible test by hacking into the programming. And he gets reprimanded for his actions. I think that's dumb. Because that shows initiative. Yeah, I guess. I mean, if he just broke into it, if he's able to destroy an impossible... It's like, you're taking a test you can't pass. Like, it's dumb. Spock is the type of guy who, like, will correct the teacher. Be like, um, actually, you spelled that wrong. Yeah. But he has his overabundance of confidence, which kind of goes back to that that bar fight. Like, he thought he was going to win, but he doesn't. Yeah. Like, he always thinks that he's going to be able to beat anything. So you kind of need that guy in your team. You yeah. know, you know, you can't have everybody go, oh, we're doomed. It's over. And he's like, no, we're going to win. He's like, how, how Yeah, but know? what's the point of that? To be like, you need to feel fear. Like, that's, that is, now is that helping? Yeah, I mean, you should, yeah, that doesn't make, I mean, okay. You make a test that's nearly impossible or very little chance of winning. And then that way you have that fear in your heart. But then it's always a test anyway. So you're never going to feel real fear. Right, it's not like you're really going to get killed. I don't know. Another reason why I dislike Spock. At a council hearing, Jim is admonished for cheating. Then a distress call is heard. The planet Vulcan is being attacked. All the cadets report to their assignments, but Jim is suspended until the council meets again. He's disheartened, but Bones helps him get aboard the USS Enterprise. On the Enterprise, Pike is captain. Uhura is the communication expert. Sulu is a pilot. Chekhov is a navigator and Spock is first lieutenant. They're about to take off, and Sulu makes an error, and they don't warp with the rest of their spaceships. Jim, who's on board, overhears talk of an electrical storm. He goes to the bridge and warns them that it could be a Romulan trap, like the one his father died in. Jim is proven right when they warp into a battle between the Starfleet and the Narada. Their communications are jammed by a drill that the Narada is drilling into Vulcan. The Enterprise is outgunned and is about to be destroyed when Nero hears that Spock is on board and spares them. He tells them that Pike needs to come on board the Narada or be destroyed. Spock becomes acting captain. As Pike boards the Narada, Jim and Sulu dive down into the drill and dismantle it to open communications and beaming abilities. 
Romulans come to defend the drill, but Kirk and Sulu are not deterred. On board the Enterprise, the crew finds out that the drill is created to insert a chemical called red matter into the earth. What a creative name. Red matter, yeah. Red matter. Anyway, they're going to put it into the, well, it's not the earth core, the Vulcan core, I guess. It will create a black hole and destroy the entire planet. The Romulans succeed in dropping the red matter into the Vulcan's core. Before the planet is destroyed, Spock beams to the temple to save his high council, the keeper of Vulcan knowledge. He saves them all except his mother, who falls and dies. The planet is destroyed. Hmm, he lost his mommy. They're dead. On the Narada, Nero is torturing Pike for Earth's defense information. Nero tells them about Spock being responsible for the destruction of Romulan. Pike tries to tell him that in their timeline, that hasn't happened. Nero blames Spock and wants to destroy every planet in the Federation, starting with Earth. Federation. Wait, no, that's different. What did I say earlier? Resistance. Resistance. Federation is different. Yes. Maybe there was a Is there a Federation in Star Wars? I don't know if there's a Probably. I don't know. Star Wars had like 18 gajillion movies. Star Wars, yeah. Well, Star Trek has more, it looks like. Star Wars had, well, they had three trilogies, so nine. Then they had another, they had like two more after that. Anyway, who cares? Point being is, um, they're both big franchises. On the Enterprise, Kirk wants to rescue Pike, but Spock says no. They need to regroup with the Starfleet instead. Kirk is insistent, and Spock has him removed and shuttled off the ship to a deserted planet. <laughs> He's like, nah, you can go. Kick them right off the boat. Like, you can't even be on the same planet as me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You need to leave. Well, he's still awaited in prison, but Jim decides to leave and is attacked by native beasts. Just when he's about to be eaten, a man saves his life. It's old man Spock from the TV show. Spock recognizes Kirk and tells him that they are old friends. Kirk is bewildered. Like, what do you mean, old friends? So this is, okay, 1966 show, Kirk. All these characters are in that show. And then that show is hugely popular. Dr. Spock, which is... Leonard Nimoy, played by Leonard Nimoy, he's in this movie as well. A huge, huge character in science fiction lore. Like, the guy is yeah. like a legend. And so he shows up in this movie. I don't know if it was a surprise and people didn't know. It would have been cool if that were the case. It connects this movie to the TV show from him being from the future. So, like, these are the characters from the TV show just before the TV show got popular. Yeah. I don't like time travel because it's a little bit confusing it can be for sure and then more spoilers later he like meets with his own self and isn't like the number one thing you're not supposed to do like what about this time space continuum stuff <laughs> yeah. like every the whole world is gonna explode now that you talked to yourself right like, that's the thing right and there was like a whole point where he was like it's everything is gonna be terrible if i meet him every I keep well he lied know. though he lied, but like he I believe it. <laughs> yeah, he told that to Kirk because he just wanted Kirk to take over the ship. Yeah, but are you sure you're lying? Are you sure you're not telling the truth to He's yourself? Spock. That guy's like a genius. He knows everything. So I mean, yeah, the time space continuum. He knows it. He knows please. about it. <laughs> anyway, Spock asks the mind meld with Kirk to explain what has happened. Kirk learns that OG Spock—that's what I call him, the old one. OG Spock is from 129 years into the future. Kirk sees that Romulan was in trouble from a star going supernova. Spock was supposed to use the red matter to stop its progression, but he was too late, and Romulan was destroyed. What is supernova? So, like, I guess it gets so hot that it, like, explodes. Oh. Anyway, the red matter was supposed to stop that. He was supposed to show up with the red matter and fix it. Showed up too late. 
planet gets destroyed, and Nero blames him for it. In the blast, both Nero and Spock's ships were sent into the black hole and were transported back in time. Nero catches up to Spock and strands him on the ice planet so he can see the destruction of Vulcan. He sees the planet get destroyed. Six billion Vul- Vulcans. Vulcans. That sounds like a type of bird. You know, I'm probably using it all wrong. I'd be like, hey, well, we're going to get a lot of hate mail. Watch. I'm telling you, Star Trek fans are huge. And we're going to be like, it's Vulcans and the people are the Vulcanites or I, I don't know what it is. I know nothing. So it I'm trying like my best. It sounds like a bird, like a vulture, like a Vulcan. Yeah. OG Spock, and Kirk, OG Spock and Kirk go to the Starfleet post and meet up with Scotty. Spock helps Scotty finish a formula to beam people onto a ship that's traveling at warp speed. OG Spock tells Kirk he has to go alone and take over the Enterprise. This is where he lied to him. He, he just wanted him to do it as opposed to him helping out. I think he's lying to himself. I think he just messed up this time-space continuum. Didn't look like it. As they took off at the end of the movie and everything was fine. The space, mm, space-time continuum. That's because three minutes good, later, good. the whole world was going to explode. You don't know that. You, never, you didn't see part two and then part three because there's three of them. He tells I him, thought there were nine. <laughs> no, there's three of this series. There's two more with Chris Pine as Captain Kirk. Into the <laughs> darkness. and I can't remember the other one. Anyways, he tells him to get Spock emotional and relinquish control of the ship. Kirk meets up with Spock and elicits an emotional response. Spock almost chokes him out. <laughs> Kirk takes command of the ship and Spock is made first lieutenant. But he himself was the one that literally made a test about how you have to be emotional. So what's his problem about? That's true. That's a good point. You know, he's making a test for other people about having emotions, about feeling fear, but not anger. You still have to be in control. All right. They come up with a plan to take out Nero. They will beam aboard the Narada and take OG Spock's ship, which is on board, with the Red Matter. Spock and Jim beam onto the Narada and a firefight ensues. Spock takes the ship, but Kirk cannot beam out because the drill is activated on Earth and is jamming the capabilities. Nero faces off with Kirk and beats him up. Spock attacks the drill and Nero chases after him. <laughs> Jim never wins a fight. He, fight. he gets choked out by Spock, gets beat up by those cadets. Even when he was on the on the drill on Vulcan, he was getting beat up by those Romulans, and Sulu was the one that helped him out. Yeah, and he's he was always, about to get killed. And he's always like hanging off a cliff. Like that happens multiple times in this movie. I think like three <laughs> times because it was like when he was a kid and he like almost fell off the cliff, and then like in the place with Sulu, and then he almost get he falls off a cliff almost there. He's always falling off. A He's cliff. always falling off a cliff, and I'm like, is this like? Do they know what they're doing? Like, is this purposeful or is he just that much of an idiot? There was a point where Spock's like, I don't know if it's gonna work. He's like, it's gonna work, hundred percent guaranteed. How did he know that? Like, he almost got killed like eighteen times. Like, but he has this overabundance of confidence, and I think that's what you need. Like, you need a leader that's like, yeah, this is not gonna work. He's like, no, hundred percent guaranteed is gonna work. And then it may not, but at least, you know, you have that confidence going in. Anyways, um, the Enterprise comes in right before Spock is attacked, and they help him with the fight. Kirk gets to Pike and helps him escape. Spock rams the Narada with his ship, which contains the red matter. And right before... Red matter. And right before everyone explodes, Pike, Kirk, and Jim are beamed out. Back on Earth, Kirk is before the Council, and he's promoted to Captain of the Enterprise. He goes aboard this ship with Spock, Uhura, Sulu, Bones, Chekhov, and Scotty, the crew. The end. So that's the crew from the 66 TV show. 
So I loved it. I loved how they connected it. And then they said all these famous sayings like live long and prosper and to go where no man, although they said no one has gone before. They have all these sayings from the TV show that people know. And they were all in the movie. So I loved it. I enjoyed it a lot. And like I said, I'm not a huge fan of the TV show, but I thought it was a great movie. I'm sad you didn't enjoy it. What is your hot take, Star Wars or Star Trek? You know, I love this movie a lot. I don't know if I like any Star Wars movie as much as this one. I like Star Wars. I like the series, you know? Mm-hmm. But people love Empire Strikes Back. People will probably say that's the best movie of all time for the Star Wars franchise. But I would say I like this movie more than any of those movies. I so, just, Star Trek. Well, for this movie. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't remember the second and third one being anything much better or even good. But overall, I would say I like Star Wars. You know, I like Luke Skywalker and Darth Vader. I like the lore, you know. I'm more of the original trilogy, but I, this movie I thought was probably better than any of those movies. So, eh, once again, I might get yelled at, but that's okay. Because I did really, really enjoy this movie. I'm sad you did it. All right. Could this movie still be made today? Probably. Uh-huh. I, I'm, I'm telling you, it's like Star Wars, and Star Wars is still being made today. Uh, I didn't really see anything weird. The the guy was kind of a pervert, but you know who was the main guy. Was he though? Yeah, because he literally stayed under a bed and watched the um Ahura change. <laughs> well, he was hiding. Yeah, well, he could have been hiding, not peeking from under a bed. True, true, true. Um, I, you know, another thing is he's a type A prevert. Yeah, type A prevert. You know, uh. Captain Kirk in the 66 series, he hooked up with a lot of people. So I, I think that's the, he's like the James Bond <laughs> Star Trek situation. So um, there was a lot of jokes about him just being cool with any type of alien girl. Like he was fine with it. So this one, I thought it was a little toned down. And he only went after one girl and she rejected him. Right. Who ends up dating Uhura? And we find out she's dating Spock. Right. And she's he's kind of like, what? What do you see in that guy? You know, I'm so cool. Like, why don't you like me? But he doesn't end up with anyone else except for, I guess, her roommate the one time, real quick. Anything else about not being made today? No, not really. All right. How about the Bechtel test? Uh, I didn't pass. I did pass. So I'm here at bechteltest.com. It's uh, the most uh, comprehensive website for Bechtel test. It says it passed three out of three tests. You who run her roommate, Gala. Briefly discuss Uhura's lab time and her interception of Klingon transmission. The interaction is brief, but necessary to the plot. But I think, um... So it does pass Bechtel test. <laughs> because there's a scene where Uhura and her roommate Gala are discussing Uhura's lab time. So there is a time. Those are two named female characters. They talk to each other and they talk to each other about something other than a man. Any comments on that, Natalia? Um, no comment. No comment. Right. No comment. Is it a feminist-friendly movie? Not too much. There's not too many female strong characters, right? I mean, Ahura. That's it? Yeah, but then she kind of also like ends up with the guy. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if that makes you not a strong character if you're oh, yeah, with someone. Because then, like... That's also something I don't like when they're like, oh, if you, you can't be a strong character unless you're like all alone, which is kind of mean. But there was like kind of a whole joke where like 
Spock was like, oh, I can't have you like this because then they would know I favoritized you like for everything. Uh-huh. But I don't think I was going to say like maybe he's like saying like, oh, I favoritized you and that's how you like got to do everything. But I don't, I don't think it's really like that. No, I don't think so. I think if he's captain, I mean, if they're like both together in the crew, but if he's a captain, then she's on the, you know what I mean? I mean, yeah. that, that's kind of tricky. I think I would have made her a weaker character if she ended up with Jim. Yeah, I think so too. Because then he would have won the conquest that he was looking for, right? Because he really, really liked her. Yeah. Yeah, he thought she, I mean, did he really like her as a person? Probably not, right? But he thought he was attractive at the bar. And then throughout probably the three years they were going to school together, you know, he was with her all the time. And then, uh, and then, no, she didn't, she didn't date him. So, all right. Um, anything else? Mm, no. Thank you for tuning in to Poppy Approved Movies. If you like this episode, make sure to subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite podcast app or like our podcast on YouTube. We put out an episode every Monday. If you want to see extra podcast content, follow our TikTok at Poppy Approved Movies. If you want to suggest a movie for us to watch and critique, email us at poppyapprovedmovies at gmail.com. That's poppyapprovedmovies at gmail.com. No spaces, no caps. We'll try our best to get to your suggestion. And remember, it has to be PG-13. Next week, Sophia will be back and we'll be watching Fight Club. And I'll be back in two weeks watching Austin Powers, International Man of Mystery. I'm Poppy. And I'm Natalie. See you next time. Bye.